We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Hey, wine moms. I am proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wines has reached over $6 million in donations. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted an entire forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80 thousand pets forever homes if you're going to sip then sip with purpose onehopewines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines and if you have a cause that you would like to support send me a message on instagram i would love to host a wine fundraiser with you check out the link in the show notes below Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mommy Wines Podcast. In today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you to my special guest, Joy Nicholson. She is a fellow podcaster. She's a fellow mommy, entrepreneur, and we go in deep in all the things mom life, homeschooling, and why I changed my radical opinions of homeschool, and everything she does to help support other entrepreneurs. Welcome to this episode. I hope you enjoy. Here is Joy Nicholson. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Just sipping on some tea. Oh, that's nice. I am sipping on some water. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my voice all perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. So I'm super excited to talk to you because I have never, I normally get all of my podcast hosts through, or uh, guests um, through Instagram, but I've never talked to another podcaster. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, that's a first thing for you. Yeah. Well, I I had Scott Carson on the show and we talked... um, just like wine and finance and fun things like that. But yeah, I've never had another podcasting mom on. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. Then. Scott is awesome. I love him. He's one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Oh, he is funny. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. We share a passion for gardening. So we always chat about that. <laughs> uh, so what area do you live in? Like, where do you live? 
So I live in northern Nevada, um, okay. kind of the high desert of the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, yeah. And you're in New Zealand? I am. So when you say the warm weather brings out the animals, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm so jealous right now because we don't have any animals. <laughs> <laughs> We've got – I used to – I live um, – I'm originally from South Africa, so I've been living in New Zealand for eight years. So we miss the animal thing because the only thing that you get here is bugs and bugs, really, and birds. <laughs> so there's no there's no wild animals here, which is quite sad. It's very, uh, I guess, closed down with nature. Oh well, it is an island, so unless somebody brought one over. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Now and again, we'll find something funny, like a um, like a earthworm, or you know, it's it's those fun things at least. So, <laughs> the occasional rogue golden doodle. <laughs> and you know, it's so sad because dogs here are so expensive. Like, if you just want to have like a dog like that, for example, you'll pay like three, four thousand dollars for one. So I'm not kidding. Seriously, oh my um, I, have a, I have a friend the other day, and she bought a, a Jack Russell, which is a tiny little pup, and she paid oh, over yeah. she paid over two thousand dollars for it. I know it's just crazy. It, is like the dog supplies and like the dog food and stuff expensive also for like no, you know shipping over the goods or no? No, no, the, the, it's not that much. The food is just all the right. dog. Yeah, the dog and also the vet bills. The vets are extremely expensive, even like more expensive than just the human going to a doctor. But oh my goodness! But there's pretty good like vet insurances and things like that, and that's what most people do. So that's not too bad. Um, but you also have to buy a yearly dog license. Um, so every year you have it's kind of like you have a WAF, so a warrant of fitness for your dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, every, so every year you have to renew this which is I don't even know how much yeah so we've been kind of like nah, we don't want to have a dog now <laughs> you know, because I just can't justify paying so much money for something and I love right. dogs like we I, we had so many dogs in South Africa like we love them but I'm just like Ugh, do I really want to do that <laughs> so, yeah see I I wouldn't if it was so expensive but I've noticed I me and my son Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to tell me if you guys are the same because kids are all about it lately. Yes. Um, but we will binge watch these episodes of um, Tiny Living. And it's like on YouTube. It's a show on YouTube where they talk where this guy, total stud from New Zealand, um, gorgeous just being of a man, uh, <laughs> goes around and he tours all of these tiny houses. And he talks about like, high living costs and cost of mortgages Mm -hmm. and goods and all these things and how people are transitioning into just a more globally friendly, financially friendly, tiny lifestyle. Um, And uh, we've been going back and forth on if we want to do tiny or not, um, because I think if we're going to do something like that, it would really be like, like around this time. And, like, maybe for, like, a couple years, not, like, permanent or anything. Okay. But my son's young enough to do it now. And we are just binge watching. And a friend of mine <laughs> is – we're obsessed. We're, we have a problem. Um, <laughs> I feel like half of his views on his YouTube channel are, like, from us. Um, but my friend April is living in New Zealand. And she was saying – she's been trying to talk me into moving to New Zealand forever. Yeah. Um, 
but I was looking at houses and I was looking to build something and the housing there is so expensive. Like what we were looking at for just a two bedroom, one bath, simple, like not tiny house, but like a small home Mm -hmm. was like 400 to 500,000 or it was like, they gave me a range of like 450 to 700. And I'm like, wait, what? That's a huge gap. (laughs) <laughs> it is it is it is crazy it's so expensive uh, we i've got a friend that lives in connecticut he's also my business partner in a lot of my little things that i do and uh the one that i took a photo of the groceries that i bought like i just bought like the normal stuff and nothing crazy you know like your normal bread and milk and eggs and vegetables just a normal shop and nothing unhealthy just you know the normal things and i ended up spending like 400 dollars on it and I sent him a photo. It, it's just so expensive. Like, and I sent him a photo of like my few bags of stuff. And he goes, "It's like there. Like, if if I had to buy that in the US, I would pay like two hundred bucks." So it's like, oh, this is just—it's just mental. It really is. Well, I guess we have a lot of benefits because we have very low crime um, in comparison, mm, except yeah. for Auckland. Like, Auckland is more your crime valley. But um, where we live, I live in Oxford, New Zealand, which is quite a rural town. And it's literally, we don't even knock our cars or the house. We just don't. There's just nothing to be scared of. And um, we just, we didn't have COVID issues. So, I mean, there's all these other things that makes the cost almost worth it, if it makes sense. Mm, Yeah. She was also telling me that you guys are on a very similar healthcare system where, uh, because her daughter was, recently diagnosed with diabetes so she's been going in and out of the the hospital and stuff um and she's been talking to me about some of that and i guess they have like don't i don't i would assume like a universal health care like a government health care where like you don't have to carry because here in the u.s for me and my son yeah it's like six it's over six hundred dollars a month for us to have private health insurance wow that's crazy yeah, you see, you see. So we don't have that. So there's benefits and there's, you know, the the non-benefits or the benefits, however you want to roll it in. But there's definitely perks. I mean, like if I'm thinking, I would love to live in America just because it's it's the people that I want to hang out with. You know, my entrepreneurial, successful people, and I can actually because I interview a lot of people on my on my podcast. And I would love to just go across and travel across the States and just go physically and interview these people and not use Zoom. You know, I've got this desire oh, to do yeah. that. And um, so obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon because of COVID and all of that. But it's just that I don't have here. And if I had to travel here, there's some successful entrepreneurs here. But the cost for doing something like that would cost 10 times more than just, you know, if you had to do it in America. So it's, it's pros and cons. But we love it here. We just, um, it's just, it's, it's a good, it's great for children. Let me put it like that. It's great for children. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to finally leave behind your daunting nine to five and live that laptop lifestyle you've been dreaming of? No, no, no. This isn't another get rich quick scheme or some MLM. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. And yes, you heard me right. Bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is how I am able to live my life without choosing between a career and my son, and how I am living and working around a schedule that's best for our lives, not someone else or office hours. Bookkeeping is one of the oldest administrative positions around, making this not only a common and respected career choice, 
But with today's technology and cloud-based programs, a position that's in demand and able to be done from anywhere. Bookkeeping is perfect for parents who want or need to work from home. Military spouses who have no idea where they're going to be next. College students. If you're studying finance, why not get real on-the-job experience now? Retirees and frequent travelers. Maybe you don't want to carry around a lot of inventory or you don't want to do any heavy lifting. This is perfect. You can work wherever you're connected. Basically, anyone who wishes to leave behind the chains of a cubicle, go ahead and check out edjconsultinggroup.com. My home bookkeeping masterclass is available under the resources page, but if you would like to join my team of remote bookkeepers, check out the My Team page at edjconsultinggroup.com. Aww. Yeah, she, she's always posting cute photos and 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 stuff with going on these adventures and hikes and whatnot to the beaches and stuff with her kids. I'm like, oh, that looks like so much fun. <laughs> and it's not it's not hard to take a bad picture, or it's it's not hard to get a good picture when you're in New Zealand because everything looks just beautiful. But yeah, I want to hear more about your podcast. What kind of things do you talk about over there? What kind of got you into it? So my podcast started as a, okay, so very long ago, about two and a half years ago, I did a thing called the OFA Challenge. And what the OFA Challenge is, is basically getting your marketing degree in 30 days. And part of this challenge that I did was there was this guy on there, um, Steve Larson, and he always just said, you have to publish, you have to publish, you have to publish, meaning that you have to get yourself out there, get your message out there, because it's like an organic way to get clients into your, your ecosystem and, you know, all of these things. So I thought, okay, fine. I've never had any desire before that to do anything publishing side, you know. And I'm not saying publish a book. It's like starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or, you know, just be all over Facebook or Instagram or, you know, pick one social media platform and just go with it. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll start a podcast because I was very shy on videos. I didn't want to do videos. And, uh, mm, me too <laughs> and um, so I started the podcast and I started with um, a few solo episodes just purely to check this thing out you know that people recommend you do in this challenge and then I interviewed the second guy that I interviewed he said to me listen are you going to do video um, you know with your podcast so I said no I don't want to do video I'm too shy for video he says just do video because if you put it on YouTube it's a whole different ball game when it comes to traffic and ACO and all of those things so and then he kind of I can say almost mentored me into starting that so I did that and I haven't regretted it ever since and then my podcast literally grew alongside my YouTube channel but solo episodes on YouTube I struggled and I sucked at it for a very long time I'm better now because <laughs> I got training for it but um, yeah and that's really how my podcast started and then it grew into this thing because I started sharing my entrepreneurial journey and it was actually originally called Entrepreneurial Journey with Joy. And I'm thinking, because it was kind of a pads on my name. And um, it was okay, but I just didn't feel like I had authority in the marketplace to share my message because I did, I was a nobody. I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I, I was just starting my, my journey. And people are more likely to follow people who's already got an established journey type thing. 
yeah. And uh, so anyway, so it, it was okay. I got downloads, but it wasn't like, wow, this is something I want to do. And then I kind of didn't publish anything on my podcast for probably a couple of months just because I was like, Meh, this is not something I, I wasn't feeling great about it. And um, I started a marketing agency around the same time that I stopped publishing on my podcast, which is about the, the that was kind of the reason why I stopped as well, because I just didn't have enough time and if, you know, to put into my podcast. And I started a marketing agency and that took off. I still have my marketing agency and that took really, that took off very well. And then I basically went into my podcast again, talking about the marketing stuff on my podcast. And then it changed its name. This is terrible, Emma, but this is what happened. And then it changed its name to Marketing Wizards Online. When I had an interview with Scott, this was actually, I did a presentation on that. And, um, and then I thought, and then I dived in deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm coaching people in my marketing agency, specifically small business owners, teaching them, you know, how to grow their business and generate leads and sales and that, you know, marketing agency stuff. And then I realized that people are really struggling with a lot of the things in their business. And it has nothing to do with marketing. It's about the mindset and the things that, you know, just being structured with time and their routines and processes and systems and things like that. And that was actually the backbone problem with them actually implementing the marketing things that I would recommend for them. And then Unleash Your Focus was born. And that's the podcast name. And it has been the name and it will never change because that's it. And then it just it just went <laughs> deeper into how you can, you know, because Unleash Your Focus is really diving in behind the scenes to see what makes people successful and really understanding their frameworks, their habits, their systems, their everything, everything that makes them successful. And yeah, and that's been it for about a year now. Oh, I love the name. Yeah, don't change yeah, it. I will never, I've got a domain name for it. I've got a website for it. It's all, you know, it's <laughs> set in stone. I even have, um, and I started interviewing people because I do different seasons. I have been, well, not always, but the last two seasons I did different seasons. So season seven, I did a, a season, and this might actually help you a lot. Um, it is, it's called the, the Parental Chaos Code. So what happened in COVID um, and you should know the same you sitting with all these things that you need to do and you're trying to do your business or maybe in your situation you, you know you try to do your, your podcast but it's just you have a kid with you the whole time it's locked down everything is just a mess and I was very organized with my time and I still ran my business and I was the funny thing is I was the busiest in, in COVID time because everybody then wanted to start a business everybody wanted to get their business online so I was very very busy it was my busiest time and I created this parent chaos code because just helping parents to to be more structured with their time. And that really took off, which was great. So what I did is I created a podcast episode. So they would listen to the episode. And then with the episode comes a workbook sheet, which is now a complete whole book that's for sale on Amazon. And then there's a worksheet that you have to implement for that week. Um yeah, so, and that was my season. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that was my season seven. And there's about, oh, about 50 pages in the workbook, which is really great. You know, and it's everything from meal planning for business, busy families, annual planning, focus, management in your, you know, your everyday life, communicating with your family, uh, just focusing on your time, what, what to be mindful about, how to organize your environment. There's so much stuff in there. And then season eight, that I, what I've got now, is about growing and scaling your business. 
So it really is I'm interviewing this specific season. I'm interviewing entrepreneurs that have made a million and more. And they are sharing their behind the scenes things on what they've done so far. So, yeah, so it's been really, really good. Oh, that's awesome. See, I wish podcasting was my full-time, go- my full-time job, um, but I run a consulting group, EDJ Consulting Group. It's, we do bookkeeping, tax prep, payroll, um, all kinds of things, business development expansions for small to medium-sized businesses. Okay. So we're kind of, we kind of have the same client yeah. base, small businesses, yeah. I guess. Um, and that I took that fully remote through COVID and it was a struggle. I kind of had, so I was the bookkeeper for an event center called the Maverick center in Salt Lake city. It's where like the hockey team plays and they have concerts and like all kinds of events and things. Um, And I was kind of doing half and half. I was kind of, working there part-time while working my business part-time because I restarted my financial practice um, in 2018. And um, because I took some time off when I had Milo in 2016. So I took two years off. Um, But I restarted that in 2018. And then I kind of like did a couple things, worked with a couple credit unions um, before I started working at the Maverick Center and at the Maverick Centers, when I started kind of restarting, focusing more on like my business and it just kind of like was a nice transition because COVID happened, yeah. like you said, um, even though that was a bit of a punch in the mouth, <laughs> I feel like for everyone, uh, but it was a struggle to go from, Cause I would take my son to his half preschool, half yeah. daycare. Um, it was like a hybrid thing. I would take him there, drop him off in the morning, go to the Maverick center. And then in the afternoon, I would have a few hours to work on my business. My home was quiet or I worked out of my Maverick center office. Um, I just had that like kid free work time yeah. where I could just, fully devote my attention Mm -hmm. to work and I feel like when you and you might relate to this when you're a mom especially me like I'm a single mom so like I can't just like pawn my kid off on someone else (laughs) (laughs) like a husband or a father or something um so three hours to me kid free is like six hours working with a kid definitely Mm -hmm. because uh Cause like, even now I've been, we've been fully remote. Um, I work from home. Um, and then I've also decided to homeschool Milo. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm just, I don't know. I call it crazy. A friend of mine says I'm an overachiever, (laughs) um, regardless of which one you want to go with. (laughs) So we're homeschooling. I'm working my business from home and, we're kind of starting to get into a rhythm. Uh, but I'm like, man, we still need help. Like maybe we need to set like a schedule or a routine or something, but hopefully we'll, we'll get it down. Maybe I'll have to check out that book on Amazon. I think it's a great, <laughs> cause I might, I, I, I might think need it's it. a great idea. It helped a lot of people. I've just recently put it on Amazon um, because 
there's a there's a digital download that you can download, but to actually print it off, you know, at a place it's like more expensive than just getting it on Amazon because on Amazon it's only like ten bucks on Amazon. I've made it cheap on purpose because I want people to get the value out of it and implement the things. And it got born because exactly the things that you've been struggling with, that exact reason is why people were reaching out to me because I didn't struggle with my time. I've just always been very natural with organizing my time. And to me, it's like, eh, you know, this is easy. I can do this. Da, 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 da. And then people come with me like, how do you do that? You still manage to do this and this and this and this. And how do you find the time? How do you do this? So I'm like, oh, there's actually a problem. People struggle with this. And for me, it was just, I didn't feel like I had a superpower in being organized and getting a lot done. Um, and then I realized, oh, crap, actually, people struggle with this. And that's when, that's how the chaos got, got born. Okay, I have to tell you a secret. Coffee is literally one of my food groups. Having my son home with me all year, expanding my practice, EDJ Consulting Group, relaunching my super fun and spooky podcast, Tales After Dark, and running our eco-friendly pet shop, The Fetching Barker, it's honestly what keeps me moving and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee Over Cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. Like, seriously? It's totally guilt-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you can't go wrong. Coffee Over Cardio even has all your coffee accessories like tumblers, frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate that you can add to coffee or water, upping the flavor and the hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use code 10 Don and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Don. The link is in the show notes below. Oh, nice. Yeah. I I can probably guarantee even people listening to my show now are going to struggle with that because a lot of the moms who listen and a lot of the moms I've had on the show are also fellow working moms. And throughout 2020, um, regardless if they had their own business or if they were working out of an office somewhere, like, I feel like all of our professional lives changed with the pandemic yep. because sometimes like people who used to go to an office every day and work mm-hmm. there are now working from home. And then like, there's the business owners who are used to working from home, but now their kids are home from school because everything's mm-hmm. closed. And I am just like, Ugh. very true. I get it in my consulting business. You know, my clients call me up and, you know, they, they vent to me what they're struggling with that week or they're like, oh, we're sorry we didn't get our receipts in. It's just been so crazy with, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. And And I'm like, dude, I get it. (laughs) I'm not above it. I'm struggling too. I feel like we all just have those floaties on and we're just like treading water. <laughs> that sounds about normal. Yes. I completely, completely understand it. I've got a, I've got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. 
So the seven-year-old is he's on his own mission. He's self-sufficient, and kudos to you for actually homeschooling. I don't know how I would I can I can never do that. I do not have the patience for it. Um, so well done for being an overachiever. <laughs> That's what I said the same thing for years. It's it's so crazy that I have like totally switched gears. What makes you decide to to homeschool? Um, I noticed that, so before I started my financial business, um, well, actually it was kind of in the middle, um, (laughs) way back in my early, I guess, finance industry days, I got really burned out in, in the corporate world. I was like, I kind of went through like this midlife crisis of like, what did I do? I think finance is wrong for me. I don't want to play the politics. I don't want to go up the ladder. Um, You know, there was just a lot of hustle and bustle. I felt like I was exhausted. I was working all the time. Um, There were times like I had clothes in my office and I had a couch and sometimes I would sleep there because I would be so tired at the end of the day I couldn't wow, even drive home that's not um it was a lot and I decided to quit my job which I think is a great decision <laughs> I, left, <laughs> I left corporate finance America and I moved to Las Vegas No. Well, before that, I traveled and I taught um, English and civics and I fell in love with traveling. And I was like, wow, this is so fun. I've always been the anywhere but here girl, but leaving corporate America was like, yes, I can do it. Like there's this life outside, like happening all around in the whole world outside of my office. Um. So I traveled for a summer and then I ended up moving to Las Vegas, which was like the craziest thing I'd probably ever done. I decided to move in like three days, had everything packed and like just left Um, because I was going to be, I was interviewing for Delta Airlines to be a flight attendant. And I was like, oh, I could, I could be a flight attendant for a year while I figure out what I want to do with my life. I was like 22, 23. I was like, yeah, I can do it. I can do that for like a year or two, whatever. Uh, So I moved to Las Vegas and I chicken out. I totally chicken out. I'm like, there's no way I could fly. I'm going to get in the plane crash and I'm just going to plummet to my death. (laughs) Like, what am I thinking? Why do people do this to themselves? I had like a whole meltdown. Um, so I was like, I just stayed in Vegas for a little while until I figured out what I wanted to do. And I decided what I wanted to do was help businesses that were struggling get back, um, on track financially. And so that's kind of what I started doing. I started helping other businesses get back on track with their finances Um, And then that's when my consulting business decided to start up. And then I took a little break and, and yeah, started it back up in 2018. But my son has this travel bug and I think he gets it from me because I've been to almost all of the States. 
um, except for Hawaii and Alaska and Oregon, um, <laughs> which is very odd because I'm like, I'm very close to Oregon and Washington <laughs> right now. I could just drive over there. Um, <laughs> but he has this travel bug and we also, the more we've watched some of those tiny house videos and it just like the guy who hosts that show is just really informed on kind of what's going on with the world. And we really want to reduce our impact. So we've been looking at um, like kind of homesteading, growing in our garden. Um, You know, he wants a couple goats, the fainting goats that if you scare (laughs) them, they fall over. (laughs) So, and I'm just, I'm really tired of being in the city. I just want more space. And with my business being remote, I'm really comfortable in my business right now of, you know, the clients that I have and, you know, the clients that are to come. So I don't know. I kind of feel like just hanging out in the mountains, you know, maybe getting an RV or, you know, traveling more, taking a few vacations a year. Um, just because it, that's such an option for me that wasn't an option before because I can now work anywhere that I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, I'm like, you know, maybe homeschooling won't be so bad. And my thought is, is that I like, he's my only, he's my only kid. I'm not having any more. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I make the joke all the time that he's my first <laughs> pancake. So I'm so I'm trying to like unburn <laughs> him. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I really like the quality time we spend together and he likes to be at home. The only thing he wants to do or the only thing he cares about because, well, he's four, um, is not leaving his dog and playing hockey. So <laughs> as long as he can play hockey, I don't think he cares about school. Um, so for now, uh, we're homeschooling. And I figure by the time it gets too crazy and, you know, I'm too old to, to learn about all the new ways they're doing math in the second grade these days that I'm sure there's an online system, um, you know, just homeschooling online that I can switch. There's already, there's already um, like platforms like that. I've got, for example, here in New Zealand, we have a thing called study ladder where it is the parents can log in their kids after school hours and then they can, you know, learn the basic things or depending on where your kid is. So there's already stuff like that around the world, really. And I'm sure like America has something that's a bit hidden or not hidden, but not talked about. You know, there's always something. There's always some person that wants to do some education system. Yeah, I, there, I've looked into a few of them. I signed him up for education.com which is like the first thing that popped up. Um, It's, I think it's like the biggest one. And that goes through, I think, kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, But then there's also um, just regular virtual homeschooling that he can like log on to. There's teachers that he can have access to for like the, the older grades. But, um, when they can kind of work that but stuff out four, themselves. I mean, you don't need to push them to do much. All he really needs to do is to start 
recognizing letters and learn to read and do the basic math stuff. So what I do with my kids, and, and now my seven-year-old has outgrown it, but my three-year-old is onto it, it's called Reading Eggs. And it's an app that is so fun to use for the kids. And it's like it teaches them how to read and write and do maths on a very basic level. Like my three-year-old, if I say to him, what's five plus five? He, he can tell me. If I say, what is six plus six? He knows. Like he actually knows maths. And the kindergarten teachers, they are so, they're like, wow, he's so smart. And I'm thinking, well, kind of. Yes, probably there's some smartness there, but it's because of reading eggs or math seeds that he practices every day. Um. So yeah, it's only like a hundred bucks a year. It is so cheap. Oh yeah. See, we we have the okay. ABC mouse um on his tablet. And yeah, he plays that and it's just the ABC mouse is like full of educational lessons and games and and work you know, activities and stuff that like he thinks he's, I'm like, oh, do you want to play games? Because I'm like, hey, I got to work. That's like my, that's my phrase. Do you want to play games? Is like my AKA, I got to get shit done. So here's your tablet. Uh, And yeah, he like logs into the ABC mouse and they're like, oh, you know, click on all the rectangles so the truck can drive or whatever. I don't know. But they're cute little games like that or they'll be like um select three you know pictures and like he'll have to find the pictures and yeah they have like cute little activities like that too and and that's all educational focused so it's super fun I love giving it to him because I'm like okay finally I can do things (laughs) I can get work done and he's entertained for a a moment and then and then yeah The Fetching Barker is owned and operated by Milo, my four-year-old son, an inspiration behind all that I do, Zeppelin, our rescue ESA golden doodle, and myself, your wacky and adventurous wine-sipping podcast host. Shop the most fetching and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more, from toys to travel essentials a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats, and so much more. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Beko Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, or find new brands that I'm sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. That's thefetchingbarker.com. So it's crazy. I really never thought I would, I would have the time um, to be like a homeschooling mom just because I am, I'm single. So it's only my income. Um, And I normally used to work, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Um, But making some transitions into our lifestyle, taking my business full time, um, you know, I, I'm making the same amount of money that I was working in an office, but I'm not working the same hours. So it's, it's nice. It's, I don't know. There's not a lot of people that can say that. So you're in a very fortunate position and especially, you know, if there's another COVID attack happening or whatever, and you know, everything goes back into lockdown again, you sit, you know, you don't have to do, worry about much, which is a really great position to be in. 
I know that I feel like that COVID experience was one of the things that really made me take a look at our lifestyle and look at what's important. And one of the things I don't want to be tied down to is like Mm -hmm. a ton of debt. So even though we were living, we were living in Salt Lake city, um, when the pandemic happened. And it's one of the reasons why I moved back here to Nevada is we were living in Salt Lake city, Utah. So we were still renting. Um, but the rent there was really expensive for the, well, my expensive, I looking at housing prices in New Zealand, you're going to be like, Oh, that's (laughs) just a penny in the bucket. Um, (laughs) but for us, we were paying like $1,500 a month for just a small apartment. Um, And on top of that, like, we also had, like, everything else. Like, I had daycare costs because I was working out of the home at the time. We had, you know, car payments, all, like, all the stuff, right? All the bills you have to pay. And when COVID happened, my boss at the Maverick Center was like, hey, um, you know, the county owns this building. They use it for Um, I think it's called like eminent domain, um, which is like a thing here. I don't know if they have it there, but it's a thing here where they'll have certain buildings throughout the city that they will use for like a quarantine. If there were like a tuberculosis or like a Spanish influenza or something like COVID Mm -hmm. what they thought. Um, So like they took all the hockey ice out they took all the bleachers, like they shut all the bleachers. They took all of like the catering tables. They emptied the entire building wow. and put everything into storage. And they had this big medical sanitation team come in and like clean everything and get everything set up because they thought COVID was going to be so bad that people were going to have to um, quarantine at the Maverick center versus a hospital because they wanted to keep the hospital like open and um, like uncontagious for like other people who had other medical problems. So they had like cleaned everything out. So my boss is telling me, he's like, Hey, uh, like we're closing. So I'm sorry, but due to COVID, like we're not going to be really working out of the office until whatever happens with the pandemic. And for me, like that, that's scary. Terrified me because I'm like, oh my God, I'm a single mom. Like, I'm the only one working, obviously, because it's just me and my son. I can't put him to work yet. There's, (laughs) you know, child labor laws and whatever. Uh, (laughs) So I was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to pay for everything? Our living expenses were like over. Like it was like over thirty five hundred a month living in Salt Lake, and yeah, that's it's a lot, yeah. especially in the U.S. And um, that just like shook me. I was like, oh my god, like that's terrifying. I've never been in a position since being a mom. Like I've, you know, thrown money out the window when I was in my early twenties, but since becoming a mom, I've been like buckle down and responsible and I'm like wow like I have to yeah I can't just up and leave you know whenever I have to like have a stable home and like a roof over our heads (laughs) and like be a grown-up um so 
we actually ended up leaving Salt Lake. We came back to Northern Nevada. Um, and since my son has been with me, we've cut our living expenses like cool. by half. And I feel like, you know, just living a more intentional and sustainable lifestyle that is just inadvertently going to also cut things down. So hopefully if anything like that ever happens again, I'm not in this position of, wow, this is happening. I have no control over it. And then just panic. Cause that was like, I was not even worried about getting COVID cause I, I'm pretty sure I already had it. Um, but it was yeah, like before yeah. people knew what COVID was, it was like in January. Uh, they're like, Oh, you have a sinus infection. And I'm like, I okay well I can't taste or smell anything so that's a sinus infection and they're like yeah sure go on just you know drink fluids and eat some chicken noodle soup and watch tv for a few days and you'll be fine and that's what I did and I was fine um but now that we are informed of COVID I was like wow I'm pretty sure I had COVID (laughs) um (laughs) but like when the pandemic happened, I like getting COVID was like the last thing on my mind. I was way more concerned of like, okay, well, if my job is closing and every business around town is closing, then how am I going to work? And that's what made me take my business full time because I was like, I never want to be in that position or put Milo in that position like ever again. It's, yeah, it was it's so a really, scary. Really bad space to be in because we were all lucky. Uh, you know, we didn't have that consequence that a lot of people faced you know losing jobs and being financially destroyed type thing and I think as far as the bigger picture goes around the world you know people like you and I and people similar to us that could actually sustain a business we are the lucky ones in comparison to the rest of the world but I don't think Emma I don't I don't think you'll be in that situation again it sounds like you're pretty it sounds like you're pretty um you know, grounded with, with what you're doing at the moment. So, I mean, if it hits now tomorrow, do you think you'll be all right? Oh yeah. I think I'll be fine. It just, it it scares me so much. And a lot of the businesses that I work with, um, they've actually flourished in the pandemic. They're busier than ever. And I don't know how this happened. Um, but I'm kind of like the construction bookkeeper lady, <laughs> um, <laughs> real estate, um, house flippers, um, construction people, uh, even industrial, like government construction. I, I don't know how. I wish I could be like, oh, yeah, like I'm the cute um winery <laughs> bookkeeper lady. No, I'm like hard hat, dirty boots all day long. Um, But that's what the majority of my clients are. And I feel like in those industries, you either flourished, or you closed your doors. Um, And I was lucky enough to have clients who just they really trucked through and they're busier now than they've ever been. That's a beautiful thing. And um, I must admit, I was also one of those luckiest ones where I just got busier with COVID because everybody wanted to put their business online, you see, and being in the marketing industry and in that space, you obviously know what to do and you could help people to do that. And that was really nice to be able to help people to actually get their business online and not shut their brick and mortar doors, which was really nice. 
Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Uh, that was a huge adjustment. I noticed um, even driving around, like when I was packing up to get ready to leave Salt Lake, I was driving around and there are businesses that are closing and they're just going full online. Like they're never reopening. Like uh, like a lot of clothing stores, like the boutique stores, um, some of like the the pet shop you know, pet accessories, things like that, unless there's like a vet on site or like a groomer. Um, like I've noticed that like all of the pet shops are done. They're all online. Um, and yeah, like, unless it's like a service based business that like you have to go to, um, I've noticed like so many more are just making the switch to go online and it's cool. Cause I was just talking about this on another episode where I had a realtor on recently and she was saying she's in South Carolina um, and she was saying that so many people, she's busier than she's ever been because so many people are moving out of the cities and they're going to like beachfront houses, especially like if they're coming from New York City where they're they're going to be yeah. able to get a gorgeous home somewhere where they would prefer to live or even be closer to their family, maybe even beachfront, and they'll still have money in their pocket left over. Um, but yeah, like people are flooding out of the cities and they're, you know, kind of mm. living these laptop lifestyles that yep. everyone used to make jokes about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now they're able to live wherever. I even have a bookkeeper who works with me who sold her house, sold all of her stuff, her cars, her husband, like her husband sold everything too. Um, and they took their business online a hundred percent. And now they've been traveling wow, in an RV so for cool. almost a year. They're just driving Mexico. They're driving ca uh, Canada, all over the U S they're just living, living their life. And she's like, yeah, She's like, we don't really have any bills, you know, and they have their nest egg from selling all of their, selling all their <laughs> junk in their house. <laughs> that now they're just like, yeah, we're, we're still working. She still works. I assign her tasks every week and she gets them done and they're always right. So she kind of inspired me. I'm like, well, hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should get an RV and, um, travel while uh we really want to build like an a-frame like a small a-frame cabin house and i'm like well maybe i should just like <laughs> sell all my junk and <laughs> get an rv and travel and then come home to this this yeah. beautiful house that's you know been done waiting for us but who knows we 
we got to figure something out because I'm definitely tired of renting, but I always change my mind. I'm horrible at making decisions. Hopefully I'm pretty you good. don't struggle with that. We're pretty good. We've, <laughs> um, I have a system that I work on making decisions. And um, so basically what I would do is I would work out. First, I would just journal. I would journal my head out on a piece of paper and just anything that comes into my head. Sometimes it's literally eight pages of writing. Sometimes it's two pages of writing and just all your thoughts. And um, it just helps to clarify a lot of things. But before I would do that, I'll just meditate first. Then I get into the right state of mind. And after I've journaled, I would put it into a plan. Like, okay, fine. If this is the goal, so for example, buy an RV and travel, how does the 12-month cycle on that looks like? You know, so if it's 12 months, are we going to travel 12 months or six months or three months? And then put the action steps in place to first to get it right, because there's probably things in your business that you need to do first before you can just buy the RV and get into it and start traveling. Um, and then just take it from there, really. And then put the action steps in place and and work on that every single day. It's It sounds it sounds simple, but it can be a little bit more complicated. It depends on how you, I guess, streamline things for yourself a bit. Hmm. Oh, definitely. I'm just like, I'm the worst at making decisions. <laughs> I got to mm. try it though. I'm going to try it because my son's visiting his dad. It's when I am able to record these episodes because if I had to edit kids out on both ends of the audio, it would be impossible. So I'm like, this is my schedule. You know, if you guys want a book, go ahead. And then if there's any kids yeah. or chaos in the background, it's only on one side. <laughs> so so I can edit it pretty easy. Um, but yeah, he comes home tomorrow. So maybe I'll have to like sit with it, light a candle, you know, mm. meditate. It's amazing really when you think about it. Out. It's absolutely amazing. Have you, have you just sat before and just write, just write forever? Have you tried that? It's amazing. I have no, a friend, I haven't. It's the same friend of mine that's in Connecticut, and he's actually a mindset coach, and he used to coach celebrities. Like he's really up there. He knows his business, and uh, he actually taught me this trick about two years ago, and I started implementing it, and I was just amazed by even like just getting results in my business. It was amazing. Because sometimes you, you sit and you dabble on a thought and you're thinking like, oh, if I do this and if I do that, but then this could be the thing. And what if that could be the thing? And, oh, crikey, what if that happens? You know, like you just keep going in circles with your thoughts because your brain is kind of wired that way automatically because it always wants to protect you from things. And if you just sit and, yeah, exactly. And if oh, yeah. you just sit it's a and you're right and you're right and, you and anything, and sometimes you will read it back and you're thinking, what a lot of nonsense was in my head. But you just literally said every single thing that pops into your head, you just write it down. The ones that I wrote, like 12 pages of just crap, literally. Like it made no sense. I just wrote a lot of crap. And, um, but at the end of the day, to be quite blunt, but the end of the day, and then I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I'm going to do this. And then the magical thought just popped into my head and boom, it was there because I got rid of all the, the things that should not be in my head to actually help me to actively make a decision. So, mm. try it. It's, well, a, it's, it's about an hour fast, more or less, but it's worth that hour. Grab yourself a glass of wine and just write. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it after this episode because I'm like, man, yeah, let me I'm know how it goes. Free until tomorrow. So, <laughs> so my house is, my house is clean. It's quiet <laughs> when my dog isn't barking. Ruby or newbie podcaster myself I I've been podcasting for way too long I should have known but before I had another recording at two 
And after that recording was done, I was like, oh, yeah, like I got an hour. I'm going to like run around, clean my house real quick. Um, I like did dishes. I put laundry in the washing machine and I'm sitting down and it's like 350 because the okay. it, the time here is four o'clock. And so our our scheduled recording was for four o'clock. I'm sitting on my couch at like 350 and I'm listening and my dishwasher is running and my washing machine for my laundry is running. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't have these on because it's going to be in the background. So I like, I rush over and I'm like, I have paws on the washing machine. <laughs> I turn the dryer off because the dryer was running. I like I opened the door to the dishwasher so that would stop running. And I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I can't have all that racket going on in the background of my podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> it's it's interesting if you if you um if you have a podcast sometimes to get you know the tiny little things like having background noise. It's such a tiny thing to to implement, but it yet <laughs> it makes a big impact on the actual end result. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Well, it was an absolute joy speaking <laughs> with you today. A little pun. Um, but share with everyone where they can find you online, find your business, your book, and so where you are I on would, social first media. Of all, I just want to say thank you, Emma, for inviting me onto your show. It was really fun chatting with you. And it's nice to hear that other people, you know, are kicking COVID's butt and rising above all of it. So it's really fun to hear that. So <laughs> I have a podcast called Unleash Your Focus. And I have a website called unleashyourfocus.com. So it's easy. And in there, there's also the parents tab. There's actually a thing that says entrepreneurial parents. And in there, that's where you can get the Carol's Code book. That's the free download, so which is great. Um, and if you want the actual physical version, then you can just go onto Amazon and you can buy it there for 10 bucks. So I think it's it's cheaper to just buy from Amazon because you don't have to print it out because it's like 50 pages or 55 pages. And um, yeah, and then my actual website, which is joinnicholson.com. <laughs> and that is just all about my marketing agency and all the services and things that I offer. And that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. And if anybody listens to this that have made a million or more and they want to be on my podcast, then I'm happy to feature you. It's all fun and games. Thank you so much. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you're so welcome. Really thank you time. so much for being my guest today. <laughs> I'm gonna go get your book right now. It sounds like you do, but I you'll be surprised. That there's a lot of free, <laughs> awesome nuggets in there that's uh, helped a lot of people. So yeah, it's really cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly. <laughs>